0: Lord,
1: for thy grace, that we thy dwelling
2: place may be.
3: Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, a presentation of Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades, culminated his ministry with a 21 year book by book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called Life Study. This life study is the basis for our program today and includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's program.
2: Malachi is the last book of the Old Testament and it's also the last book of the Minor Prophets. Today we are going to touch Malachi. The center of the book of Malachi is the healing Christ. This healing Christ is the messenger of God the angel of the covenant, and the desire of the nations. The whole earth is filled with death and injustice, but with the healing Christ, we have life and justice. This is Matt Miller with Bob Danker for our second life study for Malachi. Bob, thanks for coming into the studio to do this wonderful program with me today.
0: It's good to be with you again, Matt, and I agree with you. This is a wonderful program.
2: Well, anytime you touch the healing Christ, you really touch a wonderful person. And, you know, Christ being our healing is based upon, in Malachi, his being the Son of Righteousness, as described in chapter 4, verse 2. But unto you who fear my name will the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. Could you talk a little bit about this wonderful healing Christ, Bob? Before we join Witness Lee in today's Life Study Program?
0: Well, uh, Matt, Christ, of course, is the center of the whole Bible. God's goal and desire in giving us the Bible is to reveal this Christ to us. So everywhere uh, we read in the Scriptures, we can see something about Christ. And this Christ is all-inclusive. He has many, many aspects. And when we reach the book of Malachi, mainly Christ is the one who heals in chapter 3, he heals the priesthood, and he also comes to heal the remnant of Israel, those of Israel who fear God at the end of this age, and he also comes to heal all the nations. Everywhere on this earth, there's a kind of sickness, not only physical, but spiritual, psychological. The whole earth is full of sickness. That We all need Christ to heal us, to heal us inwardly, and this Christ is the healing Christ, and when he comes, he comes with his healing.
2: Thanks, Bob. Let's go to Witness Lee. And before we do I want to read one of the verses that's going to be the subject of the first section with Witness Lee. It's Malachi chapter three verse one. I am about to send my messenger, and he will clear the way before me, and suddenly the Lord whom you seek will come to his temple, and the angel of the covenant whom you desire. He will come, says Jehovah of hosts. Let's go to Witness Lee for today's life study.
1: This book, as the last book of the Old Testament, is really on Christ himself and on Christ directly. In his first coming, he is the messenger of God. He, as the messenger of God, does not only bring some messages, some word from God to God's people. Actually while the Lord Jesus was living on this earth, while he was travelling through the cities, and while he was speaking to people, and while he was ministering even himself into the intrinsic part of people's being. He is altogether a message. He is a living message. This is too great, right? Okay, then in his second coming. In his second coming, first of all, he will be the uh, angel of the covenant. The covenant, the new covenant, was enacted formed and established in his first coming. In his first coming, before he was going to the cross, the last thing he did was to set up his table. And at his table, he enacted the new covenant. It is based upon the new covenant that we got forgiven of God. And that we got God to impart Himself into our being, to be our life, and to be the life law within us, and even to be everything concerning our inward contents. And we have to share this again and again and again. Thousand times, tens of thousands of times, still not too much. We have to trust
2: Well, Bob, that's a good place for us to stop and stress these two matters. Number one, Christ not only had a message, but he was the message. And number two, Christ was the angel of the covenant who enacted the new covenant and became the life law within us.
0: Marvelous. These are points worth stressing. Actually, when the Lord came, he was God's messenger. That means he was the one who bore a message, a living message from God to the whole world. What was this message? Well, the message was he himself. He is the living message. Everything that he said, everything that he did, and all the work. The service that he rendered to God while he was living on this earth, as recorded in the four Gospels, is a part of this living message, which is Christ himself. So when God speaks to man, he speaks in a person, not just with words, but with a wonderful person who is God himself incarnated to be a man living on the earth, an unspeakably marvelous human life, indescribable Wonderful human life. This is God's message to us. This person is the message from God to us. So when we receive the message, we receive the person. The person wants to be the living message of God to all of us and bring God, with all the reality of what God is, into our being. And that's why we need the covenant. We need Christ to be the angel of the
2: covenant. Reminds me, Bob, of the picture of the Lord coming as the sower. He was sowing the seed. But the sower is not only sowing the seed. The seed is actually Christ was the sower, but Christ was also the seed. That's right. When Christ
0: sows the seed, he sows himself into our very being. And this is God's economy. This is the, the very deep and hidden revelation of the New Testament, which we all need to see. And as Witness Lee said, we need to stress it again and again. But back to this matter of the covenant, you know, Christ being the angel of the covenant, Uh, When Christ came the first time, he enacted the new covenant, and he formed it. In other words, he, in his incarnation, human living, death, and resurrection, he formed the contents of the covenant. For instance, this new covenant, which was prophesied by Jeremiah in Jeremiah 31, one of the marvelous components of this covenant is the forgiveness of sins. Well, through Christ's redemption, we have the forgiveness of sins. And another, and perhaps the most wonderful element in the new covenant, is the law of life, which is just God himself as the divine life, entering into us and working into, in us to dispense God into our entire being, to make us the same as God. This is the new covenant, not just the forgiveness of sins, but the dispensing of God into our whole being. So when Christ came the first time, he formed this covenant. And then he shed his blood to enact the covenant, to make it valid, to validate the covenant. And then in his resurrection, he is the executor of the covenant. He's the life-giving spirit. He dwells in us to make real to us all the contents of the new covenant. And toward Israel, Christ will come again the second time, and he will bring all the remnant of Israel into this new covenant. Today, we, the Gentiles, are the main beneficiaries of the new covenant. But when Christ returns, all the remnant of Israel will be brought into the benefits of of the new covenant.
2: Well, Bob, that's a good lead in to our next portion with Witness Lee because he's going to talk more about this new covenant. And I'm glad you referred to Jeremiah's speaking of it because the Apostle Paul in Hebrews quoted that. And I'd like to quote the verses from Hebrews chapter 8, verses 10 through 12, which talk about the new covenant. For this is the covenant which I will covenant with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will impart my laws into their mind, and on their hearts I will inscribe them. And I will be God to them, and they will be a people to me. And they shall by no means each teach his fellow citizen, and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For all will know me, from the little one to the great one among them. For I will be propitious to their unrighteousnesses, and their sins I shall by no means remember any more. Let's go back to Witness Lee.
1: In the new covenant, firstly, God is so willing to forgive us, even to forget our failures. Then God imparts himself into our intrinsic being to be our life and to be our law in life and to be everything to us as our contents that we may just live Him. We live God. And this is new covenant to make us absolute one with Him and absolute one as Him. Even to make us Him because He has made us. This is why The new testament shows us that he and we, when he could have a mutual abiding, because he is us, and we are him. He has become we, and we are today he. What a kind miracle is this? That God has been made we, and we have been made he. He is our father, and we are his sons, not adopted. He is not the adopted father. We are not the adopted sin. No adoptions here. He is our father because he has begotten us. And we are his sins because we have been born of him. The ones who are born of the father is really exactly the same. My father begat me. No doubt. My father is a man. Then I was born of him. No doubt I'm a man. I cannot be a dog. Neither I can be a chicken. I cannot be anything else. I'm a man. My father made me a man. So you see, this is the intrinsic revelation of the Bible, especially in the New Testament. God became way because he is our father. And we become He because we are His children. Now, who is He? He's is God. Then are we not God? Say it. Yes. Be careful.
2: <laughs>
1: we are God, that's right. Only in life and in nature, not in the Godhead. We don't have the Godhead. Yes, we four children all are the same as our father, but we the children don't have the fatherhood. We are the same as our father in nature, in life, even probably in the appearance, but we are not the father in the fatherhood. So what? We are God in God's life, in God's nature, But not in the
2: Godhead. Bob, we need to make sure there's no misunderstanding on this very critical and important point that Witness Lee is just talking about. So I'm going to ask you to make this matter more than clear that we are gods in life and in nature, but not in the Godhead.
0: Yes, uh, Matt, this is very, very crucial, and we need to have a clear understanding about this point. Actually, Witness Lee spoke these words in relation to the New Covenant. In the New Covenant, as you read the verses in Hebrews 8, God covenanted with his people, with us, the New Testament believers, and with the people of Israel, his chosen people. He covenanted with them that he would impart his laws into their mind and inscribe them on their hearts. And we know from reading the New Testament that this law which God covenanted to inscribe in our inner being, is not a written law like the law of Moses. This law is God himself as the Spirit. And Romans 8 mentions the law of the Spirit of life, meaning that the Spirit of life is a law within us. So God's covenant to us is so marvelous because God has made a firm agreement with all of the believers in Christ that he will write himself into our very inward being, imparting himself with his life, his divine, eternal life, and his divine nature into us to be our inward contents. And what does this do for us? Well, it makes us the same as God in life and in nature, but not in the Godhead. God has begotten us. We are his children. This is strongly testified in the Scriptures, especially in John's writings. We are born again, born of God, to be God's children. Well, since God is God, what does it make us who are born of him? It must make us gods in God's life and God's nature, but not with his Godhead. For example, God is self-sufficient. He doesn't depend on anyone He doesn't need anyone for his existence, but we will never be self-sufficient. God is the creator. He created everything. We will never be the creator. We will never have the status of the creator. God is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. We'll never be all-powerful. God is omnipresent. He's present everywhere at the same time. But we, as his creatures, we will always be God's creatures. We will never be omnipresent. And God is omniscient. He knows everything. but we will never be omniscient. We cannot have the Godhead of God. We cannot, but we can have his life and his nature to be his children, his sons, his corporate expression. And this is the new covenant. This is the center of the new covenant which we, the believers in Christ, have received. So we should be very clear in our understanding about this, and we should rejoice and thank the Lord for such a marvelous covenant. He not only promised to forgive our sins, but he promised to impart himself and to fill us with his life and his nature to make us the same as he is, to make us gods in God's life and God's nature, but not in God's Godhead.
2: Thanks for that clear word, Bob. It reminds me of uh, Watchman Nee's classic book, uh, The Normal Christian Life, where Watchman Nee just brought out this point that The only one who can live a Christian life is Christ. We can't do it. So it must be Christ living in us. We must become Christ. That's right. We can't do it on our own. That's right. So this is not a small thing. It deserves a lot of emphasis and clarity that this is the new covenant. This is the heart and the the crux of the new covenant. Amen. Let's continue with some final verses here on Christ's second coming. First of all is a verse from Haggai Haggai 2.7, And I will shake all the nations, and the desire of all the nations will come. And secondly, Malachi 4, two, But unto you who fear my name will the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. Here's Witness Lee for the conclusion of our life study today.
1: I tell you, dear son, even today, I've been loving this one over 70 years. I still love him and I love him much, much more than ever. Amen. Oh, dear Jesus. So lovable. Right? Well, he will come as what? Firstly, in the second coming, he will come as the angel of the covenant. Then what? The desire we like to have. Then what? Then, he is the son, as you would, of righteousness, with healing in his wings. How could you get his healing? Christ himself is our healing. He is our healing. He is a son. The son heals. The son heals. The Lord is the son. With healing on his wings. When he comes back... He healed the whole earth. All the earth got the healing. So Christ is our healing. Well, this book is on such a Christ. Right? Such a Christ today is our desire. And he will come, hallelujah, in a sense, suddenly. So we all have to be, what? On the Lord, ready to receive him then he will be everything to this earth and to us. If you take this, I think I finished my burden. This is Malachi. I studied this book. I was uh, seeking what is the center of this book. Eventually, I got the answer. The center of Malachi is just this healing Christ. Regardless of our praise of Levi, Regardless you are the people of Jacob, everyone is sick. Who is not sick? We all are sick. Who can heal us? Who can heal us? No one can heal us. They can heal us temporarily. But Christ is our healing. Based upon that he is the son of righteousness. The son means life. And righteousness means what? Means Justice. With him, there is life, and there is the justice. Today, on the whole earth, death and injustice. But Christ is just vice versa, and we are waiting for him. I say again, this is Malachi.
2: Well, Bob, this excellent Christ is our healing, and he's our desire—the desire of the nation. What a contrast to the death and injustice in our society today. What a message of Malachi.
0: Marvelous message, Matt. Uh, Actually, you know, when we are sick physically, we may obtain a temporary healing by some medicine or some surgery, but eventually we all will die anyway. Am I right? So the world today is full of death and full of injustice, but Christ in Malachi is called the sun, S-U-N. Of course, with the sun, there's light. There's the shining of the sun, and in the Bible, light means life. In John 1, 4, it says of the Lord, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So by his shining within us, Christ heals us by imparting himself as life into us to heal our death. Then he is the son of righteousness. He is full of righteousness. The world is full of injustice, but Christ is the righteous one. When he comes back, he will bring life and righteousness. That will be a full healing to the entire earth, including all the Gentile nations and all the remnant of Israel. All will receive the healing of Christ. And this healing is just himself. It's him. He is the healing that we all need. So the more we open to him, even today we can experience his healing by opening to Him and receiving Him as the Son of Righteousness. Today, we, the believers in Christ, can enjoy Christ as our healing.
2: We really need to let Him fly. You know, He talks about the healing in His wings. That means He metaphorically flying around, and He has to have the liberty and the freedom to have a way in us, and we need to give Him that freedom and he wants to fly around and heal us. I think, like you said, Bob, many of us, we just think of a physical healing, but the Lord wants to do a deeper healing than just heal our physical body, doesn't he? That's right. Well, Bob, uh, thanks for coming in and doing this program with me. I sure appreciate it.
0: I really love this life study of Malachi.
2: I hope we've inspired some of our listeners to love Malachi more than they did before they tuned in today. I hope as you've listened today, you've you've had a desire to uh, allow this Christ with the healing in his wings to fly in you and and touch you with his healing. Whatever it is that you feel you need a healing from, he's there with the healing in his wings to shine in and impart that healing into you as you're listening today. We really pray uh, that the Lord would touch you through the broadcast today with the healing in his wings. Well, if you'd like to contact us, our phone number is 1888 life study. That's 1888 or you can write to Living Stream Ministry P.O. Box 2121 Anaheim, California 92814 or just send an email to radio at lsm.org On behalf of Bob Danker, this is Matt Miller. Thanking you for listening and encouraging you to tune in with us as we continue for only two more programs from the Life Study of Malachi.
3: Do you want to know the deeper truths of the Bible? Wish you could attend a Bible study but just don't have the time? Well, if you enjoyed this program, then we invite you to visit our website at lsmradio.com. From there, you'll find programs on every book of the Bible and all free of charge. These programs will not only give you a more profound understanding of the scriptures, but also refresh and revitalize your daily Christian walk. From our website, you can download the MP3 files, stream them live, or subscribe to the podcast. Again, all free of charge. Once more, that website, lsmradio.com. Thanks again for listening.